Welcome to Let's Review RN. My name is Bryn O'Donnell, and I'm a certified adult and geriatric nurse practitioner. I work as a cardiology APN and function as a visiting professor and clinical instructor for a BSN program. This is an independent production by myself, and I am not representing any educational institution. My goal is to deliver a condensed but robust review on topics primarily discussed in Adult Health 1 and 2 and some pieces of pharmacology of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Welcome to Let's Review RN. We're going to dive into this cardiovascular series with understanding the blood flow through the heart. You might be wondering why I'm starting here, why it's so important to know or to understand the circulatory pathway, but as we dive further into cardiovascular disease and the manifested symptoms that come along with cardiovascular disease, you really need to know the circulatory pathway through the heart so that you can understand where blood and fluid backs up and why these symptoms occur. So let's begin. Deoxygenated blood is returned to the heart via the inferior vena cava and the superior vena cava. The superior vena cava returns blood that comes from the arms, head, and neck, anything that is superior or above the heart. The inferior vena cava returns blood from the lower extremities. So deoxygenated blood is brought back to the right side of the heart, specifically the right atrium, to circulate through the heart and the lungs to become reoxygenated. We also have the coronary venous sinus. This brings deoxygenated blood back from the heart muscle. So when this deoxygenated blood is delivered to the right atrium, it then travels through the tricuspid valve, normally a three-leaflet valve, one of the two atrioventricular valve. This name is derived because it delivers blood from an atrium to a ventricle. So through the tricuspid valve, deoxygenated blood goes into the right ventricle. Right ventricle then delivers deoxygenated blood through the pulmonic valve, which is a semilunar valve, which is a half-moon-shaped cusp, typically three cusps. This blood is then delivered into the pulmonary artery. The pulmonary artery delivers deoxygenated blood to the lungs. This is where gas exchange occurs and blood becomes oxygenated. The pulmonary veins then deliver oxygenated blood to the left atrium. Again, The pulmonary veins are the only veins in the entire body that carry oxygenated blood. You can think about the pulmonary artery and veins in two different ways. You can think of it as it's opposite than normal. So the pulmonary artery carries deoxygenated blood to the lungs, which is different because every other artery carries oxygenated blood. On the other hand, you can remember that pulmonary veins carry oxygenated blood, which is opposite than every other vein in the body. So now that oxygenated blood has been delivered to the left atrium, it then travels through the mitral valve, which is another atrioventricular valve, but this one is two leaflets. It goes through the mitral valve into the left ventricle, which is considered the main pump of the heart. Blood is delivered to the left ventricle during diastole. This means the heart is relaxed and the left ventricle can fill. When systole occurs, the left ventricle then squeezes, ejecting blood through the aortic valve which is the second of the two semilunar valves. This valve is a three-leaflet valve that in one to 2% of the time, it is a two-leaflet and is considered a congenital defect. Blood is ejected during systole 
out through the aortic valve and into the aorta and to the rest of the circulatory system. This allows for oxygenated blood to reach tissue and organs. Now that we've discussed how blood is delivered systemically, we can't forget the heart and the delivery of oxygenated blood to the heart muscle, the myocardium. Like all other tissue and organs in the body, the heart muscle needs oxygenated blood. As well, deoxygenated blood needs to be returned to the venous system. This is why I mentioned deoxygenated blood also drains into the right atrium via the coronary venous sinus. After blood is ejected from the left ventricle through the aortic valve into the aorta, there are immediate branch-offs from the aorta to circulate oxygenated rich blood to the heart muscle. The left and the right main coronary arteries exit the ascending aorta. These right and left main arteries branch into smaller arteries supplying blood to all parts of the heart muscle. I won't go into too much detail, but let's review the coronary arteries. The left main branches into both the left anterior descending artery, or also known as the LAD, and the circumflex artery. The LAD supplies blood to the front and the left side of the heart, while the circumflex artery is responsible for blood supply to the left atrium and the posterior lateral aspect of the left ventricle. The right coronary artery branches into the right marginal artery and posterior descending artery. The right coronary artery supplies blood to the right ventricle, the right atrium, and the SA and AV nodes, which regulate the heart rhythm. Again, the SA stands for sinoatrial and AV stands for atrioventricular nodes. Lastly, it's important to understand what collateral circulation is. It's a network of tiny blood vessels that under normal circumstances do not open or supply significant blood flow, but when blood flow to a heart muscle is limited due to blockage, these small vessels may enlarge and become active. This allows for blood flow around blocked arteries, ultimately protecting the heart tissue. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the cardiovascular series of Let's Review RN. I will dive further into coronary artery disease, heart failure, angina, hypertension, and other diseases affecting the heart in more episodes. It's imperative that you understand the blood flow through the heart so that you can visualize and comprehend how other complications disrupt this flow. I highly suggest that you listen to today's episode again. Write it down, draw a picture, do whatever it takes so that you can thoroughly understand today's topics so we can continue to add to this material and see how it all connects. If you have any questions or any requests of topics you'd like to learn more about, you can reach me at Instagram handle Let's Review RN. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.